This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Wow, wow, wow. Do we get a chance to do a statue today as we get to the third verse of the uh, Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. And, you know, the whole idea is, you know, as God put me on this was I really, my heart was to learn the idea of statutes better. And as we've talked about, a statute um, in Hebrew is the letter het, followed by the letter kuf. And when you put those two together, you get the idea of these hukum, which are the statutes that, you know, we went over and over and over in the in the 119th Psalm that King David kept saying, teach me thy statutes. Well, I think that by studying this particular verse, we are going to learn some, <laughs> because if as I've worked through this verse many, many, many times in my life, um, I see it, it very much that way, and hopefully we'll get to all that. Um, as we try to unpack what I think is just one of the most spectacular verses in Scripture. So the verse reads like this in English, verse 3 of the song of the first chapter, the Song of Songs, which, again, I will say at the beginning, before I say the verse, that the het, the letter het, is the eighth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and there are eight chapters in the Song of Solomon. (laughs) And so that was kind of my cue that... There is going to be some statutes here in the Song of Solomon that that I think we can meditate on and that God will teach us. So I think this is clearly one of them. So this verse reads in English, Because of the savor of thy good ointments, thy name is an ointment poured forth. Therefore, do the virgins love thee? Well, this verse was one of the things that unlocked and the reasons that one of the reasons that the Song of Solomon is my favorite book in the Bible is because it's telling us that right here, in my opinion, it's telling us that the whole thing is about Jesus loving us. (laughs) Because when it says, thy name is an ointment poured forth, you know, we can see that there is only one person I'm aware of whose name is Mashiach or the anointed one. And so, you know, clearly from my perspective right here, Solomon is telling you that Christ is coming (laughs) because, you know, the word Messiah in Greek is Christ. Okay. And of course, you know, I don't know if Solomon knew any Greek, but he definitely knew the word Mashiach and he knew that that idea of an ointment poured forth is You know, the anointed one, which is what the word Messiah means in Hebrew, is the anointed one. So who else's name is anointment poured forth? And that's just the very beginning, basic level of understanding of the verse that, okay, he's telling us right here that the beloved one, the one that, you know, loves us, that we need kisses of his mouth, is in fact Christ, is in fact the anointed one, because he's telling us right here that's who he is. But he also then goes into this unbelievable description of what that means exactly, because he starts out by saying, because of the savor of thy good ointments. And I I love what the Jews teach about this verse, is that, you know, when you smell an ointment, it's one thing, but to be anointed is another thing. In other words, that there are two levels of this, and they teach that the, 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 the saints or the patriarchs had the idea of the smell of the Torah, but they had never received the Torah. And so, 
you know, it's really a cool thing that, that you know, that the idea of smelling an ointment is different than touching an ointment, and that's that idea. But when you think about it, it's even more than that because, you know, I, to me, they all had the smell through the Torah and all, but when Jesus came himself, he literally was poured forth. I mean, he literally was poured forth, and this anointing came forth. And as we've talked about many, 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 many times in the 119th Psalm, the idea of this anointing is a critical understanding in Scripture. Like, where was Jesus anointed? And by the way, he was anointed many, many times by Mary. He was anointed by this and that. But the big anointing, from my perspective, is when he came up from his baptism, we see the Holy Spirit descend on him like a dove. And in my opinion, that is the Isaiah 11, you know, anointing that is going to go forth. And that anointing, we've talked about many, many times. If you read Isaiah 11, 1 through 3 or 4, it all goes into that, you know, the rod of Jesse, which we're talking about Jesus, is going to have this anointing of wisdom and understanding and counsel and might and knowledge and a fear in the Lord, and a delight in the fear of the Lord, and that's the sevenfold anointing. <laughs> well, how cool is it that we get to the eighth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the letter het, which has to do with uning, uniting with that. And so when we look at this in Hebrew, um, because it says, because of the savor of thy good ointments, thy name is an ointment poured forth. Well, the word ointment in Hebrew um is really, really cool, I think, is the root word of shem, shin, and a mem. Well, name in Hebrew is shem, which is a shin and a mem, which gives us the connection, (laughs) clearly the connection between the idea of anointing and name as we look at the spelling of oil or anointing ointment, or this word that's translated ointment is often translated oil, is a shin, and then a mem, and then a nun, okay? And we've talked about that that nun is like the light, you know, or it has everything to do with faith, okay? So he's what he's telling us here is that your anointing is very much connected to your name, which is very much connected to your identity, all right? And, and so when you think about what that's saying is when people hear your name, you, they get a smell with it, okay? <laughs> they either love it or they hate it. Uh, you may have people that the minute you mention their name, you have a sense of how they smell, you know, this smell or this savor one way or the other, and certainly Christ's name is above all names, and so the savor of this is just unbelievable, and it has everything to do with his identity and why we love that name. But it's really, really cool to think that our anointing is very much connected to our name, and, and you know, like so many people when they're baptized, you know, you know, the way they used to do it in the old days is when they would give them their Christian name, however that would work, but when you think about it, your name has so much to do with your identity, and we teach in our boot camps that we do that, that you can actually ask God what your name, what he calls you, because to God you have a smell too, and you can certainly ask God, you know, what what is my name? What is my identity from your perspective? And, oh, he'll give you several. You keep asking. There's some amazing joy that, from my standpoint, to spend time with God and what does he call you? 
But I'll just point out that because some people call you Christian, however that works, that has a really bad stench in some people's mouth, <laughs> in some people's noses. You know, I'll never forget when after, not long after I became the Christian car guy on Truth Radio, you know, I I got word of some post that was on Facebook. I forget. It was some kind of social media that was posting. It might have been on Twitter. And it was talking about how horrible the state of North Carolina was because um, it was so religious. In the Bible Belt, it said, we're so religious, we have the Christian car guy. (laughs) And believe me, it was a derogatory comment, and I really hurt my feelings. I mean, I was like, really? I mean, they don't even know me. And and here they are, you know, judging me just because I have that word Christian in front of my car guy. (laughs) You know, however that works. You know, there are people that, 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 that do that. And I, I think it's amazing, too, if you really think about how sweet the people that you love's name is in your mouth, okay? And it is an anointment. It is a, it is a savor poured forth, um, at the, you know, this whole idea of a name. Even your dog's name, or in my case, my dog's name, my cat, you know, they all have a special place. My kids, oh, how I love those names. But the name above all names is this one that's poured forth and is telling us right here in the very beginning of the book that this is about him. And it is a point about his anointing. And then the neat thing, um, if you get past the name, is when you get the idea of this um, pouring forth, the word savor in Hebrew is a resh and a vav and a het. The word poured forth is almost identical. It is a resh and a vav and a kuf. So what's the difference between the two letters? It's the het and the kuf. And there we can see that, oh, the connection to the word hukum, because what are the letters that are in the word hukum? It's a het and a kuf. And so what are those words or those letters, which our words kind of mean, well, one is our union with Christ. One is, you know, how we reflect him and those kind of things. That's the letter hat. And then the kuf has to do with holiness and how close we are to him, both in time and space. And so as we uh, see that when, you know, the, the idea of this savor is the union, but then the poured forth is the kuf. And so you get to, <laughs> it's even in that order, right? There's the, there's the het and there's the kuf. And so, you know, there you get the idea from my standpoint that we're clearly talking about a statute. And when you see this idea of what this verse is saying, to me, it just clearly is a statute, right? And so as you think about what that is, then you go, okay, well, there's the whole second part of the verse. And I know this is a long one, but hey, um, episode, because I just think this this verse has so much to consider. So then it goes on to the second part of the verse, which says, therefore, do the virgins love thee? And this has all, all sorts of ramifications, right? Because when you think about it, there was a virgin, that would be Mary. And by the word, that, that word virgin is virgin, okay? And there were 10 virgins in the Bible, and Mary was a virgin. And all these virgins, by all means, love the bridegroom, Okay. But, but, you know, you can't help but get the idea of that the reason that they're loving him is because of his anointing, because of his name, right? It, it's just clearly what that is. And because of that, they sense that this is, in fact, God. 
And then when you think about it, who are these virgins? Well, that's me and you, <laughs> okay? I mean, clearly. And it's pretty cool to me to think, wow, I'm a virgin. Um, and because that's where we're being described right here, just like we, like Jesus did in the, t- the story of the 10 virgins. Well, that word virgin, I think, is significant in Hebrew. And so just to give you another idea of some of the treasures that are in this verse is the letter I mean, excuse me, it's the word virgin in Hebrew. It starts off with an ayin, and as we've talked about, ayin means vision, specifically God's vision, okay? And so think about God's vision. This is virgin, right? And the second letter is alamed, which we means like the, deli- the desires of your heart. And so, you know, so much <laughs> when, when we think about that letter lamed, it has to do with teaching and heart. And so here's this vision of our hearts, of the something we're, de- you know, we're strongly desiring to learn and whatever. And the third letter, you wouldn't be shocked, is a mem, which the mem is Jesus. It's Messiah, but it's also the Torah. And so here is this person, this virgin, that has this vision and a heart for the Messiah and a vision and a heart for the word of God. And so, of course, that's what virgins are. And so isn't it cool to know that you're a virgin? And then the last letter in the word virgin, Alma, is it's an ayin, and then a lamed, and then a mem, and then a hay. And you may remember the miracle verse of the letter hay is, Behold, thy servants love thy precepts, quicken us in righteousness. The whole idea of a precept is to meet with God or meet with Jesus. And what an expression, as the letter A means, what an expression of our love for the Savior. It's its expression, it, the expression of this girl who has heart for the Savior. I mean, that's what a virgin is, and there's no doubt Mary had that, and the ten virgins have that. And if you are the bride of Christ, you clearly have that. And no wonder, no wonder you love him, because you get that smell of that name that only comes with the name of Christ, with the name of Jesus Christ. Amazing stuff. And wow, I mean, I can spend a lot of time on this verse and have, because I think as we meditate on this verse, we are clearly meditating on a statute. Thanks for listening.